Well, today on the podcast, we catch up with Vanessa to find out if she told that kid's dad that she had feelings for him. We also talk about when is the best time to take down your Christmas tree and an Elvis Presley conspiracy that my wife interrupted somehow. It's all coming up right now on the podcast. Kelly Jordan. Does he have feelings for me? That's what we had in Why Should We Talk to You on Monday. We talked to Vanessa on Friday and her son's best friend's Wait, yeah, her son's best friend's dad, who they do play dates together all the time, was getting a divorce. Vanessa thought maybe there was a little uh, romantic connection between those two, so we're gonna, and she was going to tell him over the weekend. Brian Riley, since you're sitting in the studio, you can jump on this too, but we got Vanessa back on the phone right now. Vanessa, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was okay. Okay. So did the play date happen? So, yeah, so it happened. Uh, we went and hung out with the kids, and uh, it was a little awkward, not going to lie. Okay. Um, I ended up just, like, kind of started asking him about, you know, his wife and, you know, what the situation was and how he was feeling and how he was doing. And uh, he told me he was struggling because, you know, they hadn't quite, you know, separated out of the home yet. So Oof, they're still living okay. together. Yeah, because, well, he's a stay-at-home dad. So right. he's, you know, he's got a lot of responsibility in the home. She can't just kick him out. Um, but I did end up mustering up the courage to ask him if he felt like there was a spark between us. And he agreed that there was. Uh, which was really nice to hear. But he also said that he hadn't even signed his papers yet. So um, even if there is a spark, it's something we're just going to have to table for right now because it's just too soon. Okay. So he does have he does have feelings for you, he said, or there might be something more there, but it's just too fresh. Yes. Yes. I don't think he's in the headspace. You know, I don't think he's ready for anything with me, but that's okay. We'll just right. be friends. Better do that than he just jumps right <laughs> into it. Because you see that all the time with guys going through divorces, and I totally get it. It's like you go from having that constant relationship to all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I'm just out here single. Well, and you don't want to be the rebound. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because then that mm-hmm. loses any credibility of you actually maybe trying to date for a long time type of thing. Right. Sure. So was it awkward, like, after you had this conversation? Like, how did it? How did the day end then? Um, it wasn't so bad. I mean, actually, the day ended because his kid fell down and scraped his knee open. So okay. we, I was able to get out of there pretty easily. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was fine. We've, we've, you know, had uncomfortable conversations before. You know, having kids around does that to you. Yeah. But uh, it was fine, you know. It was it, you know, I feel like it was a very honest conversation. It wasn't, uh, was, there wasn't, we weren't playing any games with each other, you know. Have you guys been texting a lot and stuff now or no more than normal? No, not, not no more than normal. Just, uh, you know, checking on the kids, things like that. But uh, nothing flirtatious, overtly anyway. So does this change how you, I wouldn't say feel towards him, but like your pursuit? Are you going to still try to pursue him or are you kind of going, well... Now's not the time I can kind of go do what I need to do now. I mean, I'm not going to, like, you know, stop going on dates with other guys because, you know, he's around. But at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to block myself off from him either. So it's just going to be a play it by ear situation. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. A lot of people, a lot of people wouldn't do that. A lot of people would rush into it and then screw everything up. No, I mean, it's not like, 
you know, we don't have kids or there's a clock ticking or anything. You know, it would be a second uh, marriage for both of us if it even got that far. Oh, you're so. divorced also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, no, no judgment. I'm yeah. just, I just I didn't know that going into this. So. Okay. Well, yeah, then, yeah, that's okay. Well, then you definitely are understanding about what he's going through. Yep, absolutely. Which was another reason I think he felt comfortable talking to me about it, and you know, it, it was a it was a friendly friends conversation. It wasn't uh, it wasn't awkward or uncomfortable. It was just hey, like this is where I'm at. Where are you at? And you know, we ended the conversation just the way we started as friends. I love it. Well, good for you, Vanessa, and, and I'm hoping for the best for you between uh, you and this dad. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Could this pepper become illegal? Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. And this is what scares me about my son eating so many hot sauces for wings. Now, my son is just, he's on his own personal wing challenge. (laughs) No one's competing against him, but he seems to be on it. But the weapons-grade Dragon Breath Chili Pepper is so hot, it is downright deadly. If you ate one, it could, could... potentially cause a type of anaphylactic shock, burning your airways, and then closing them up. Ugh. This is what scares me with my son. So there's actually a movement now to make this pepper illegal so that you can't grow it anymore. And if you're found in possession of it, you can be met with a fine. Why would you want to eat something like that? I don't know. So my son went to Buffalo Wild Wings over the weekend. You know they have that, like... The Blazing Challenge. The Blazing Challenge. Yep. Now, he's been slowly working up to this. Okay. And against my better judgment... I was like, all right, I've seen him eat some really hot stuff, like the last dab and the hot ones thing. I've seen him eat that. So I thought, all right, buddy, if you think you got what it takes, I was like, but make me a promise if it's too hot that you'll stop eating. Yeah. He doesn't know the word stop. That dude's nose was running everywhere. He was starting to shake a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what have I done? I could tell the waitress was getting nervous. She brought him a glass of milk. (laughs) And I was like, just bring us our tab. I was like, I got to get him out of here. Like, it was bad, dude. And it's not Buffalo Wild Wings' fault. It's just I should have known better that a 12-year-old maybe couldn't handle. Was he dipping it in ranch or anything? Yeah. But, dude, that's the blazing challenge. I think there's dragon's breath in that sauce that they use. I don't know. All I know is that I've done, like, a. it wasn't the the meat or the the wing challenge. Right. I used to do a morning show back when I lived in Winona, and there was a guy from a beef jerky company. He brought in his Reaper sticks, oh, and they were man. not on the market yet. He goes, I want you to try these. It's like, okay, sounds good. Didn't eat anything for breakfast. First thing I <laughs> ate was the Reaper stick. I was in the fetal position for about three hours. Because if it burns going in. Oh, my, you could feel it moving through your... It was the worst pain. Oh I had to go... I had to leave work. I laid in the shower. <laughs> And just let it hit me. I was like, this is the only thing that feels good right now. And then by the time it passed, it was probably about 5, 30, 6 o'clock at night. And oh, I felt man. Like it was the worst pain I've ever gone through. Oh, look at Brianna says, on a on a first date with an ex, he did the blazing challenge. Oh, that's what you want to do on a first date. Because you know it's coming out hot. Well, yeah, you wanna show, but he wanted to show how tough he was. Well, here's what's funny about my son doing the blazing challenge. So I think he got such an adrenaline rush from it. Because his body is probably like, what the hell is this? Yeah. That's probably why he was shaking. It's probably, probably. the adrenaline. Well, anyway, so I was like, I was like, here, I gave him some ice cream when we got home. I was like, this may help a little bit. And then I went and checked on him a little bit later. Like, he was asleep in the middle of the day. All that he, adrenaline just killed he him. He never. He's 12 years old. He hasn't taken a nap since he was like three. <laughs> and I go look in his room. He's just. 
<laughs> I was like, man, that's a wild challenge oh, right there. I couldn't, I couldn't even touch that. And, and it's funny that she said first date blazing challenge. The, the last thing you want to do on a first date is smother wings. <laughs> Just licking fingers, sauce all over up to your eyes. Nose, nose is running. Yeah. Oh, this is good. How are you doing? Like, oh, this is great. I can't wait to date you longer. And then my son was like, dad, at four o'clock in the morning, he was like, you guys didn't hear me, but I woke up. And he was like, and I was in pain. I was like, I tell you, man, it burns coming in. It's going to burn coming out. Uh, learn the hard way. Yeah. Would say. Well, that's what I told because I would keep telling him like, "Hey, you're getting way too hot with your wings." I was like, "You need to slow down." But you know, it, me telling him isn't going to do anything. Right. He dang well learned a lesson on Saturday. And there reaches there reaches a point where there's hot, and then there's just it's just hot for no reason. Right? There's that, no flavor. Just burns. Right. And I love Buffalo Wild. This is by no means. Oh, a, it said what Jamaican jerk wings. Oh time. man, you said it, brother. But I think the blazing challenge. I think you got to be. You gotta be like a, a, a competitive eater for that, or, or something. Or you have to stick your tongue in like wax beforehand. Right. That's the only way you can handle it. So I and I think there's dragon's breath in that sauce that they use. So, but they may have to take it out now because it's gonna be illegal. So maybe you didn't find this one interesting. Maybe I talked way too much about my son burning his face off this weekend. But either way, I found it interesting, and I'll have another one for you tomorrow, and the day after that, and the day after that, because I have to. Because sometimes I have to say to your face that. <laughs> Kelly Jordan. So you maybe know this or not, today is Elvis's birthday, and in honor of Elvis's birthday, I thought, what better time to bring back Conspiracy Corner? This is where we talk about conspiracy theories that are going on out there, and man, Elvis has a ton of them surrounding him, including the fact that, well, a book was released back in 1988 called Is Elvis Alive? And that sparked a lot of people to wonder. Now, the woman who wrote the book has some things to say to this day about what she thinks about Elvis's passing and why she thinks that he faked his death. Now, there's been reports of him popping up in the movie Home Alone. Uh, there was this song that came out back in 19... 19- Oh, someone calling me on... What the heck? Someone's calling me on Facebook right now. <laughs> okay, let me close that down. Um, there's a story from a woman back in the day who... I'm so, I'm sorry. That was my wife calling me on Facebook. I think that she maybe just messed up and called me for some reason. She's asking me where the car keys are. This is embarrassing. I'm in the middle of a show, Brianna. I don't know where the car keys are. I have no idea. That being said, moving forward, this bit is destroyed. I feel like stopping and coming back again. Anyway, all right. So, this song came out in 1988, and it's called Spelling on the Stone. People wonder. People ask. Am I present? Am I past? I never left. I haven't gone. Check the spelling on the stone. So that's why they're saying that that song came back out in 1988, and that was Elvis saying, hey, I'm not dead. Well, I don't know if that was him. If I don't know. I'm an Elvis fan, and that did not sound much like Elvis to me. But the woman who wrote the book, she's 78 years old now, and she wrote the book, El- Is Elvis Alive? She said, no, I don't think Elvis is alive today, but I definitely don't think that he died back in 1977. She says the reason why is Elvis was enlisted by the FBI. Now, this is just... This is the conspiracy corner part of it. Elvis was enlisted by the FBI as an undercover agent in 1976 to help the uh, 
agency infiltrate a criminal organization called the Fraternity, which was apparently made up of dozens of racketeers. Presley volunteered, spurred by his love of America and respect for the FBI. According to Brewer, the author who wrote the book Is Elvis Alive, the agency had approached Elvis because he was a member of the fraternity, because a member of the fraternity had apparently been dealing with Presley over the sale of an airplane that the singer had. But when Presley was found to be a mole, he was put into the witness protection program. The person who wrote the book Is Elvis Alive said that she she said that she, there was evidence from FBI documents and FBI interviews, people on tape saying, yes, Elvis is still alive and he did not die on August 16th, 1977. The woman who wrote the book, Is Elvis Alive?, who says, yeah, he's probably dead now, though, said Elvis faked his death because he was going to be killed, and there was absolutely no doubt about it that the fraternity was coming for him because they didn't care that he was Elvis Presley. They just wanted him dead for being a mole. Now, I find that interesting, and i got to be honest with you, I find it kind of believable, but a lot of people think, well, it's just too hard for us to deal with it when a big celebrity that we love passes away. Same thing with Michael Jackson, where everybody thought that he was still alive or whatever. So is it true that Elvis didn't die on August 16th, 1977? I would say it's plausible. It could be a total fake, but there's a lot of people who say that you know the coffin didn't look right, that it wasn't heavy enough. But a lot of people who were closest to Elvis and his Memphis Mafia said, yeah, no, absolutely, he died on August 16, 1977. But wouldn't they have to say that to keep the lie going? I really wonder sometimes what actually happened. But, man, it was sure fun to bring back Conspiracy Corner. I wish my wife wouldn't have called in the middle of it and totally throw me off track like that. When is the right time to take down your Christmas tree? Ours is still up, and I'm starting to feel like we're starting to look kind of funky leaving up. Well, let me ask you, when did you take yours down? We, t- we took our Christmas tree down uh, right after we opened presents. Seriously? This year, yes, because we had so much going on after Christmas. Jeez. But normal- normally I wait till like the weekend after. Okay. Like after New Year's? Yeah. Okay. See, ours is still up, and we were going to take it down this... <laughs> We were going to take it down this weekend, but I was like, I, I get so sad when the tree comes down. I was like, let's just leave it up for one more week. But now I'm starting to feel kind of trashy that it's still up. Well, if it makes you happy, just leave it up for a little bit. I mean, people leave Christmas lights outside all winter long. So. Uh, yeah, I'm guilty of that or as well. Long. Yeah, I'm guilty of that <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, my wife is just like, oh, we can leave it up for one more week. I'm like, man, but if people come over, I'm going to be embarrassed. No, you're just showing off all the hard work you did to put it up. That's true. And my wife does go above and beyond to put the Christmas tree up. So taking it down is a pain in the butt. (laughs) Next year, we'll leave it up a little longer. Well, you can do that because according to this, you can actually leave. uh, Technically, you can leave your tree up until February 2nd. Now, English Heritage Property says keeping the tree up brings cheer during the gloomy dead of winter. That's what I always thought. It's like people shut off their outside lights, and then it's just like, blah, it gets dark at 4.30. There's no more Christmas lights up. But anyway, they say that in the Middle Ages, houses would be decorated with greenery for Christmas season on Christmas Eve day, and then people would leave it up till January 6th, which a lot of people say. But a lot of people would leave their decorations up until February 2nd, because that was apparently an important day. Uh, let's see, Jennifer, or Kim texting in, 
I'm right there with you about the Christmas tree. We typically leave ours up until January 6th, which is Three Kings Day. That's right. That's what they were saying. But it is still up for right now because the weekend got so busy. Honestly, I love the ambience of it uh, with the Christmas lights at night. I know. I think the same thing. It's just so cozy to leave it up. But then I feel like I'm being lazy by not taking it down. Uh, Jennifer texted in, leave the tree, especially with the fresh snow coming. I took mine down, and it's so depressing now. See, that's the way I feel, too. All right, I got someone on hold says they leave their tree up year-round. Okay, that's that's going a little bit above and beyond. We'll talk to her next. When should you take down your Christmas tree is the great debate of all time. Ours is still up. We were going to take it down this past weekend, but it just got busy, and I don't know. I just kind of like the way it looks in our basement. It kind of just breathes a little life into the basement. So ours is still up, but I'm starting to feel a little bit ridiculous. Now, you say, though, that you leave yours up year-round? I actually, it's a corner tree, and I actually decorate it for every holiday. Oh, okay. I, that that kind of makes sense then. My mother actually started it, and it was for all the grandkids. Okay. Now it's currently decorated for Valentine's Day. So what do you decorate it with then? I got a lot of different size hearts and ornaments that are actually hearts, and I got a pair of teddy bears that's, um, I guess, kissing bears. Okay. <laughs> and then as soon as Valentine's Day is over, then I will you know, decorate it for St. Patrick's Day with Pretty much the same thing with clovers and green garland and maybe some gold balls. I love that idea. That's a great idea. Cindy texting in says, my mom always said tree down after 12 days of Christmas. This year, though, I was babysitting the grandkids on Saturday, Sunday and kept it up. My husband wants it down. I won that one. (laughs) Val says, I still have two trees up. And we'll probably take them down next weekend, but I think everyone should just do what makes them feel good. It's easier to take them down if you are tired of them. See, that's the thing. I'm not tired of my tree yet. So that's why I'm like, all right, it's still kind of cozy in the basement. Let's just leave it up for a little while. Especially like right now, we're headed into some cold, dreary times. Uh, let's see. Gene texting in. My Christmas tree is still up. I usually leave it up until the third week in January. I'm thinking I might take it down earlier this year for home improvement projects. Yeah, that would definitely get in the way. Brittany says, I would leave mine up all winter if I had the room. Bridget says, our main family tree is still up. I love the lights. I'm in no hurry. I'm the same way. I love soft lighting, especially in the wintertime. It's just so nice. Uh, Mariah says, my tree is still up. I'm going to leave it up as long as I can, or at least until my boyfriend just can't handle my Christmas craziness anymore. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's see. How long do you leave your tree up? Well, I used to always take it down January 2nd, right after the New Year, because I loved it, you know, when you watch the ball drop and you get your Christmas lights still on, you know. Yep. I still want to take it down earlier, but yet I thought, well, that's kind of cool. That's kind of a cool, you know marker to take it down yeah absolutely you gotta at least leave it up for the christmas eve party at the house and then i can understand taking it down but mine's still up and going strong uh rachel texting in we took ours down this weekend because the city is picking up trees today well yeah that makes it definitely more convenient too to do that ours is a fake tree we've had this fake tree for years too i'm thinking like it's got to be at least 10 years old and the thing still looks awesome i just got it at walmart it wasn't a super expensive one But anyway, it's up for another week at least because I don't have time during the week to take it down. All right, on the way next, what is the perfect time for you to eat dinner? Scientists are telling us that. Uh, But before we get to that, we're going to get to this. Small town salute. I want to say good morning to everybody listening in Welch, Minnesota, population 634. That's home to the Tipsy Turtle, which has been dubbed one of the best dive bars in the entire state. 
and they want to remind you to come down on Friday night for the meat raffle and to wish Missy a happy birthday. That's a lot going on in a town that only covers 0.75 square miles, but that's why Welch, Minnesota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly Jordan. Welcome to the bonus track. It's the very first break of the day that we tack on the end of the podcast here in case you just need a little bit more. We talked about electronic vests. We talked about abusing the freedom that you get when your kids get a little bit older. And, of course, we checked out history and birthdays, too. It's in the bonus track. Kelly Jordan. And just like that, the workday begins once again. Good morning to you. My name is Kelly Jordan. Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. We were talking earlier about uh, for Christmas, my wife got me one of those heated vests like with the battery pack in it. Battery pack, which I'm actually charging in the studio right now because I love having that thing nice and hot. But I'm telling you, if you have one of those, it is like the, it is a, why didn't we come up with this earlier? Probably because we didn't have the battery technology before. I remember my dad having an old pair of, like, battery-powered heated socks. And it had, like, this giant, like, big old case on the side for the battery. So I guess the technology is there now. But uh, Rose says, I got a DeWalt jacket for Christmas. Amazing. My boyfriend laughs at me because I'm the only person who knows who who knows that wears it in the heat on because it's so comfortable. I Oh, wears it inside with the heat on because it's so comfortable. No, Rose, I did the same thing. I was sitting in my living room and I was like, my, my basement, I, I'm getting new windows in my basement finally because, I, I okay, here, real quick, real quick story. When me and my wife bought our house, we bought it in a panic because we needed somewhere to live and we didn't have a ton of money. So we were having a really hard time finding a house that we liked in our price range. And we bought a house without an inspection, which was the stupidest thing we could have ever done. But the reason I say that is because we need new windows, and you can literally feel a breeze coming in the basement. Our windows are so bad down there. But I got new ones coming in at some point. They're, I guess they're making them right now. I don't know what the hell is going on. I bought them like two months ago, and I'm like, uh, guys, are we, are we going to put these things in or what? But either way, um, so anyway, so in our basement, it gets super cold. So having that powered vest on, that battery-powered vest, man, you just click it on. And it's, it's like a nice, small little electric blanket wrapped around you. Uh, and I was saying also that I don't even warm my car up anymore because it's like I just click my vest on. It's like at least I'm nice and warm till the car warms up. Laura says, I think you can get heated seat pads for your vehicle. It's not remote start, but it'll warm your buns. Well, <laughs> Yeah, as long as I can turn it on from inside the house. See, that's the thing. Otherwise, I might as well go start my car and warm that thing up. But either way, yeah, the battery powered, the battery powered heated vest. I highly recommend it. My next, I want to get some heated gloves next because my hands get so cold, especially like you know we're headed into sub zero temperatures next week or this week actually. So it'd be nice to have some of those. But anyway, good morning, welcome back to the work week. I got a question for parents out there. Three two zero six five six nine four five three is the phone number. When your kids finally got old enough. For you to like do things on your own, for you to leave them at home alone for a little while. Did you find that for a little while you kind of abused that privilege? I am noticing that me and my wife now, like now that we can leave our kids home alone. I mean, my daughter's 14, my son is 12 and we don't go like we don't go out for the night or or we don't go spend the night somewhere. But we'll be like, all right, mom and dad are going to run to the store, whatever. And then we'll be like, um, you know what? Why don't we stop and have a drink before we go home? And we're doing this like every Friday now. And you got to understand, my wife isn't even a drinker. I love, I love having drinks, but my wife is not. But I think because we didn't have a whole lot of help with our kids growing up. Even when we lived around my wife's family, they weren't much help. And then when we moved up here, my family didn't really know my kids all that well. So there wasn't a whole lot of, there just wasn't a lot of help 
with our children babysitting. So there wasn't a lot of mom and dad time. Like maybe, I don't know, three times a year we would get to go out and maybe have dinner together. So now that the kids are older and we can leave them home alone, I feel like now we're abusing it. And I'm, I don't know. I wonder, do kids like... Are kids happy to see their parents go out and have a good time? Or do they feel like they're being... Because I always feel like we're deserting our children. And I know that I shouldn't feel that way. My daughter's 14. She probably can't wait for us to step out of the house and leave her alone. And my son, you know, then we're not getting on him about playing too many video games or anything like that. So the kids probably like it. I feel insanely guilty doing it, though. But when you spend so much time raising your kids, you get this little, just little taste of freedom. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is what it's like. We've been going to this kind of a dive bar that we both really like. And they have these cover bands on Friday nights. And we 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 won't let ourselves stay out past like 10 o'clock. That's that is our limit. And we're only like a couple miles from the house. So we're home, you know, every night before 10. But what we've been going to this dive bar to see these local cover bands. And it's been a blast. I'm like, this is why we've been so upset over the past few years, because we've done absolutely nothing with each other for so long. And now we're going wild because we have this little taste of freedom. I just want to know if a lot of parents do that, or maybe that's just uh, maybe that's just me and my wife. I don't know, but we're having a really good time. We even did it on Friday. Friday, I was like, maybe we shouldn't go out tonight. You know, we've been doing this a lot lately. Sure enough, we stepped out to get like paper towels or something, and then I was like, eh, maybe we'll stop for a drink on the way home. I love it though. All right, well, let's do some history real quick. It's fun to feel like an adult again. It was on this day all the way back in 1935. Yeah, I've never gotten over what they call stage fright. I go through it every, every show. I'm pretty concerned. I'm, I'm pretty much thinking about the show. I never get completely comfortable with it. And I don't let the people with me get comfortable with it. And that I remind them that it's a new crowd out there. It's a new audience. And they haven't seen us before. So it's got to be like the first time we go on. Well, wow, that was a really long clip. My bad on that. Uh, Elvis was born on this day back in 1935. Unbelievable, man. We're actually bringing up something in Conspiracy Corner today. We're bringing back Conspiracy Corner today because... Uh, I found some stuff out about why people thought Elvis faked his death. Stuff that I didn't know, and I'm a huge Elvis fan. Uh, I was on this day in 1994. Faith Hill was having a good time. She's a wild one with an angel's face. She's a woman, child, in a state of grace. Faith Hill's first single, Wild One, hits number one on the U.S. country chart. <laughs> this is one of those songs that now I have a daughter... I listen to it totally different. Now that I have a 14-year-old daughter, man, I listen to this song totally differently than I used to. I love that one, though. Uh, and then it was on this day in 2014. Whoops. On- Heck yeah, it's called In Hell, Michigan. The official temperature, a mere minus four. But Jim Hillier, who's lived here 20 years and says it's never been this cold in hell, says it feels like... Uh, I don't know, 30 below <laughs> i love that song i don't know man it's cold I, who cares yeah hell froze over on this day back in 2014 hell michigan reached temperatures with a wind chill of 33 below the town was shut down because of several feet of snow also i would imagine in michigan though i mean that probably happens a lot right i mean their temperatures are kind of like ours aren't they they're not like it's not like tropical over there i'm guessing hell freezes over a lot maybe that was like a record cold for them though uh, let's see. All right, we got birthdays coming up. Steve is going to do birthdays for us this morning. I got him sitting on hold right now. Dana said it's not abusing it. It's the next stage in life. Wait till they can drive and you can call them to pick you up after a few drinks. Boy, that's going to be dangerous. If me and my wife know we have a sober cab, it's going to be hard for us to shut down. Not for my wife. Like I said, my wife isn't even a drinker. I think that she just likes 
kind of hanging out and feeling like adults. Uh, Sherry says, Kelly, that's perfectly normal. When my husband and I will raise in our kids, our date night was a grocery was grocery shopping and then stopping and having a drink. See, that's what we do. We're not going out and just getting sloshed and hammered, but it's just like we'll go sit and have one, maybe two. But I, I think I think because it's so new that I just feel like we're abusing it a little bit. All right, let's get Steve on the phone to do some birthdays this morning. Hey, Steve. Hey, good morning, Kelly. Hey, Steve. Good morning, man. You ready to do some birthdays or what? I was going to ask you how your weekend went. I was good, man. Just really busy, uh, you know. Did you have a weekend with your daughter? Did you have something going on with just you and her? Yeah, I did. You know what? Hey, thank you for asking. Yeah, so I was talking about that uh, my daughter, um, we were going to have some time together, and I just don't know what to do with her. So I took her to this 50s-themed restaurant that I used to go to, like, back when I was a teenager. Like, when me and my friends would get together, we would go to this place called the 50s Grill. And... um, so I picked my daughter up. I asked if she was hungry. She was like, yeah. I was like, let's go to my old neighborhood and let's get something to eat from the 50s grill. And it was a blast, dude. Like, she even asked me, here's the cool part. Here's the cool part, Steve. She said, Dad, can we do that again next weekend? Nice. So, yeah. Clearly it worked then. Clearly it worked. So. That is great. And good choice, by the way, too. I mean, I know you weren't sure yeah. about that, but it sounds like you made a good decision. Oh, man, it was fun. We had burgers and ice cream. It was just it was just a great day, and I was so happy when she was like, Dad, can we do that again? Like, melted my heart. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic, so good job. Thank you, brother. Well, let's do this. Let's do some birthdays. Are you ready? I am ready, sir. All right. Now, if he were still alive today, celebrating a birthday today... <laughs> Today would have been David Bowie's birthday. Yes, it would have been. Oh, you know that already. Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy yeah. Stardust. Now, how old would David Bowie would have been if he was still alive? Well, that I am not 100% sure about. Well, take a guess. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with 79. Ooh, you're close. Not quite close uh. enough, though. David Bowie, if he were alive today, would have been 77 years old. Boy, do I feel old. <laughs> well, how about... <laughs> How about this next one? Another posthumous birthday celebration. Today would have been... Elvis's birthday. All right. The king of rock and roll. I have to admit, he was a little before my time. Right. Well, way before my time. But do you know how old uh, he would have been today if he were still alive? I'm going to guess the right old age of 92. Ooh, Steve. You're a little high on that one, too. Elvis, had he been alive today, would be 89 years old. Oh, that was close. So actually, coming up later, uh, I'm going to bring back Conspiracy Corner because it is Elvis's birthday. I'm going to bring up the number one conspiracy theories about why people thought that Elvis did not die on August 16th, 1977. My wife probably knows. She's a big fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge Elvis fan. It was way before my time. But my dad was a big Elvis fan, so that made me a big Elvis fan. Hey, you know what? You don't have to listen to current music to be fan. Man, you said it, my brother. Well, Steve, I appreciate you uh, guessing the birthdays this morning. And uh, if anybody else would like to do this tomorrow, they can text me right now. 320-656-9453 is the phone number.